welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and returns to screw with your former student's life for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm not. Well, that sucks. All right. <laughs> so in this episode... <laughs> All right, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really didn't think I would derail the episode this this quickly into it. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> so this episode we're covering is season one, episode seven of Daredevil, called Stick. Original air date, April 10th, 2015. And as a reminder of the... Uh, happenings of the episode here's what the imdb has to say an important figure from murdoch's past re-emerges seeking his help to battle a new enemy threatening hell's kitchen dun 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 <gasps> although it's, it's right. not strictly accurate because nobu was already there and black sky didn't threaten anybody so yeah yeah i guess i guess you're right that's true <laughs> well as far as we know i mean he, that could have been a very dangerous small child. It, that's true. Well, is is that also a new enemy to, to Daredevil? Does he know about Nobu at all yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. I mean, he, he's focused on Union Allied, and then he's just heard about Fisk. So I don't think he knows about... And the Russians, obviously. I don't mm-hmm. think he knows about anyone else. Okay. And and Owsley, because he attacks him this episode. Yeah, when did he learn about Owsley? Did he learn about him in the last episode? I think so. I think some someone must have given up his name at the end. Um... Hmm. Oh, um, let's see. At the end of the last episode was... Uh... Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure at, at the end, the uh, the Russian. What was his name? The the Russian that. Oh yeah. Ended up uh, um, dying there. Yeah, I think he gave up Anatoly the name. Anatoly or Vladimir. Vladimir. I, yeah, last time we recorded, I took very good care to make sure I knew which one was alive and which one was dead. Now they've been gone for a week in my mind, so they don't matter anymore. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, it's alrighty. like um, next episode we record. I actually care who the two detectives' names are. But I will not care after this episode. After this next episode. <laughs> now, Tony, is that because you're the one running it, so you had to take good notes? Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, all righty. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into this. Let's start talking about this. Now, before we actually get to anything involving Stick, the title character for the episode, uh, let's take a quick... Uh, get, let's let's get rid of the, the, the side fluff part of the episode let's talk about uh, the nelson and murdoch gang um and karen as far as dealing with uh, all the the other stuff you know daredevil's day job sort of thing <clears throat> mm-hmm. so uh just a uh, quick summary of that stuff the nelson and murdoch gang debate whether the devil of hell's kitchen is good or bad nelson is not a fan karen is and murdoch gives the most lawyerly response he can later karen continues her ongoing investigation by getting information from Mrs. Cardenas about the men who ransacked her apartment. After being attacked by those very same men, she brings Foggy into the fold and shares everything she and and uh, Yurik know about the criminal organization and its king. Now, just a quick reminder, Tony. His name is Yurik, right? Ben Yurik? Yes, yes. Okay, because his last name is spelled like Ulrich, and every time I see it spelled out in my notes, I want to say Ulrich. So, yeah, all right. Well, you would be wrong. <laughs> Um, Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I want to start off with you know the def- I guess like they're all their opinions on the man in the mask, mostly mm-hmm. um, Matt's. Would he be having the same stance if he wasn't Daredevil? Would he be just like I want to see him tried in court? Don't let vigilantes do anything to hurt this poor innocent man in a black mask. I you know I don't know I didn't think about that until now. But if I were a betting man, which thankfully I'm not because I lose I would lose a lot of money on that, um, 
I would think, I mean, if he wasn't Daredevil, he would still have some pretty similar thoughts. So maybe he would be a bit more cautious, but he'd probably like take care inside a little bit more because I don't know. That was the first thing that he probably had heard about the man in the mask and, mm-hmm. and he saved Karen in that regard. And so, um, I don't know. He's, he, he would probably be at least a lot more for him than against him at least. I think knowing Matt's character and he is the type of person who like dresses up in a mask and fights people. If he didn't <laughs> have that outlet, he would probably be a more up in arms about people like that. I think he'd be like much more vocal, more foggy side on foggy side since he wouldn't have that outlet of beating up random people. Okay. So so he would just be more angry about it just because he'd have more anger yeah. energy. He seemed he seemed to be an angry kid before he learned how to fight. As we see in flashbacks in this episode. That's true. Yeah, he was he was pretty angry after his dad died, which to be fair, he was recently blinded and became an orphan. So, you know, he had a lot of issues. <laughs> well, I mean, how recently was he blinded? I mean, he was already doing braille and stuff when his dad died. It wasn't like the same day. Yeah, and actually, I was going to bring that up. So I'm I'm curious because like, so they they never say. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to learn braille, having never really mm-hmm. tried. But it feels like you could pick that up within. I mean, a couple of months, right? So yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm not unsure. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just throwing a number oh. out there. Well, according to the first thing on Wikipedia or on Google, it says it takes two to three years to learn Braille, to learn grade one Braille. Um, and then learning grade two Braille takes up to four more years, of, according to this one person who answered on Quora. Is that how you say it? Quora? Huh. Quora? I, I think Quora. Quora. Yeah. Quora. I, I've never said it out loud. <laughs> same here <laughs> um okay i don't know what what grade one braille is but it's uh yeah. but okay all right that's fair i guess if it's so so one or two years uh after after uh becoming blind all right mm-hmm. yeah um oh i've got something about braille next episode i was gonna bring it up <laughs> gotcha okay all right yeah, so uh, I guess we can just kind of get back to it. Um, yeah, that, and that's that's pretty much it. All I had to say about the uh, you know the Nelson and Murdoch gang, really. You know, he, um, uh, but the, you know, actually, the the one other thing, um, I kind of like the response that uh, Murdoch gives when he was asked about his, you know, what he thinks of the Man in the Mask, because, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, you, you kind of look at some of the other characters in in movies and things you know other superheroes mainly the the one that comes to my mind first is uh is the dark knight movie with uh uh with batman or when when bruce wayne is is asked about oh what do you think of batman and he kind of gives the answer of uh you know being completely against the idea so that way no one suspects him at all um in -hmm. this regard um i i feel like the response Murdoch gives is way more in his character, at least as far as like, you know, what, as far as everyone believing him, um, granted, I don't really know what people think of Bruce Wayne in that regard, but, uh, you know, this, this at least fits, I think his personality. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see, and I wouldn't be surprised if this ever happens in the MCU where someone who wears a mask, so far it's Spider-Man and Daredevil, the only two characters who wear masks in this. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to see like a Miss Marvel be like head up her own um, fan club, or more Squirrel Girl. I could see Squirrel Girl doing that. He- like her <laughs> her regular personality heading up her own fa- fan club. <laughs> that's That's the type of character I want to see. And then it just being <laughs> awkward when they're inevitably unmasked. And then showing up to the meetings and just like, yeah, that'd be a good. <laughs> Still showing up to episodes. the meetings, obviously. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> but now you're done math. You can sign the autographs for all your fans. All right. <laughs> oh. 
that would be fun. I would like to see that. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go ahead and move on just a little bit more. Um, so we get to the point where, where Karen is, uh, she's checking in on Mrs. Cardenas. So that's actually nice that they uh, didn't just flat out forget about her. Unlike in the previous episode where they checked her into the hospital and, and walked away. Um, yeah, well, Foggy was bleeding and he's a white guy. So it's much more important. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so, um, I need a big so... asterisk to appear next to me. It's like <laughs> this, or what that flash S for sarcasm. Like, it's not mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you email me, that's more emails than I usually get from you guys. So I guess it's a win win. <laughs> but still, <laughs> that's true. It's making me glad I didn't say my name at the beginning of the episode. Now no one will know. Yeah. Yeah. Al Rodriguez. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh so karen gets some groceries for mrs gardenia's and um and she ends up trading the groceries for information which i feel mm-hmm. like she didn't really need to but i i still i i kind of wonder like what was her rationale did she just want to do something nice for mrs gardenia's or did she like was this the plan from the beginning like oh let me go get some groceries and then i'll just give them to her and then trick her into giving me information that i probably could have just asked anyway uh, i think it's a little bit of column a a little bit of column b i think she wanted to be a good person mrs cardenas mm-hmm. but i mean it's not really taking advantage of her asking her these questions because it's really to help mrs cardenas and herself <laughs> yeah exactly so i was kind of i wasn't sure what was going on there so i i had assumed that it was it was mostly that karen just kind of wanted it you know, help her out mm-hmm. and, and get her some groceries and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, so, all right. She, uh, she doesn't really get much information out of, out of her. Um, but uh, the only thing I guess she really gets is the description of the two guys who messed up the apartment, which, yeah. um, <laughs> she would have seen in like 10 minutes anyway. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as soon as she leaves. But now she knows it was the same people, I guess. Right. Is that, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel that's more for the audience's benefit. Mm-hmm. Because once, like, if she didn't get that information and left, and then these two guys attacked her, and I was asking about why are you bugging the old lady, it's a big, uh, <laughs> big sign saying they're probably involved with the people harassing the old lady. Uh huh. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of wonder if this would be. If it if the scene would have been a little bit better in the opposite direction, like maybe if she was attacked by them, and then she was asking, "Hey, what did the guys look like?" Oh, it was those guys that attacked me. And I kind of wonder if that would have been better for the audience, like just from a making more sense perspective. But yeah, I mean, it, it works either way; doesn't matter. Yeah, it would have to go almost a different way because she, after she gets attacked, she never uses the information about what these people look like. I don't think it really gets to Yurik, and it's definitely not part of anything Yurik reports on later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. At, I mean, she got scared, and that knowledge has left her mind, apparently. <laughs> it was it was on some notes, and then she really needed to blow her nose on something, so she just grabbed the first thing she could. So, now yep, it's gone. It's likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh we yeah. also get foggy uh in this scene being a you know kind of a badass showing up with a baseball bat and a baseball i don't know where the mm-hmm. either of those two came from to be honest um, well he was talking about earlier he wanted to start a softball team and now he decides to carry that around with him the bat and softball at all times in case any team wants to spontaneously arrive just in the hopes Okay, that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot he mentioned anything about a softball league or a team. Hmm. Yeah. He wants a team with two players you can see and one <laughs> who, you know, I think Foggy knows that um, Matt has superpowers, so he knows they'll win. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, given like, you know, they've been best friends for I don't know how many years. They haven't really said. Uh, they they met in, in college, college, right? Yeah. All right, so... Like I would, I would guess like six or seven years. Okay, so they they met in undergrad, not in lawyer school. I forget what the phrase is for that. L- law school. 
I was so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess. I really don't know. I mean, they live in the same neighborhood because, spoil, semi-spoilers, his family, Funky's family's um, butcher shop is in, also in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could have met at any time between being blinded and college. Okay. So, so, so maybe at this point, you know, or at least, you know, Foggy having been friends with him and he, he's always saying things about like, oh, he has really good hearer, bat-like hearing. Cause I think he says that, oh no, I think he says that next week's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, and then he, he always knows if a woman is really good looking or not. And he just, he can just tell somehow without actually seeing her. So he, he knows there's something up with him. Yeah, but just, I think that's more like a joke to him, because he doesn't have any inkling that Matt has superpowers, really. That's I true, mean, but... Yeah. But, I mean, but there's also, like, all those times where he tried to play a trick on him, and it didn't work. Like, that time they were at that diner, and Foggy, like, what was it, he switched <laughs> the the honey with, what was it, like, mustard or something? And oh, then yeah. when he wasn't looking, Matt, like, switched it back. I think that was something, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was something. He looked a lot like um, Batman, actually, in that scene. Like a younger, skinnier Batman, but still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta so, say, before we started recording about Daredevil, the show in general, I never realized how many similarities between him and Batman there are. But we bring that up, <laughs> like, every week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um... I mean, so far, he's, like, the only superhero who doesn't have superpowers, right? Or or have I missed one? Well, yeah, I mean, unless you count the entire cast of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I don't count them as superheroes, to to a sense. Okay. Um, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. I I did forget about them entirely because <laughs> they haven't had their own movie well, my, or TV show. My thought was like, if if a Black Widow is a superhero, then May's a superhero at very least. I I guess that's true. Yeah. But okay. So I guess the similarities now I'm thinking about between Daredevil and, and Batman is mainly there's the working alone part because May and and Black Widow they work on a team. I guess Black Widow used to always work alone, but now she's, you know, Avengers, Maze on Shield, and all that. Okay, you, it sounds like you're stretching. Yeah, yeah, I am stretching a little bit. I'm a little cramped okay. here in my legs, so I just <laughs> wanted to, to ah. make sure I'm I'm good. Good for a running oh. leader if I need to, if a tiger shows up or something. Yeah, you do live in Florida. It's very unpredictable there. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. <laughs> uh. So, um. Unlike living in Florida, living in New York. Uh, all right, I had no good segue. Anyway, let's just move on to the final part of this this section. Um, uh, Karen, after um, I guess after um, the attack for, from Karen, uh, she decides to bring Foggy in on uh, everything that she and Yurik have been working on, uh, as far as trying to get information about. Uh, the kingpin and whatever this whole criminal organization is and, and what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I don't get why she does that. I mean, yeah, she just got saved by Foggy, but Karen is also walking around a very um unsafe neighborhood. So she could have just like pawned it off on hey with the random muggers. She didn't have to bring Foggy in. That's true, yeah. So so instead of being in the position that I assumed she was, where she was like, oh, thanks for saving me. I guess you, I can't lie to you anymore because you learned something from these guys and now you have more questions. And instead it's a, she could have just said, oh yeah, man, so glad you were there. Hey, let's just go. That's it. Hey, let, let's, let me continue lying to you. <laughs> yeah, mean, that, that's a good that's point. What, that's what I would have done, but <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a bad person. <laughs> oh. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good point. So I don't really know what her motivation was either for this. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much with Yurik's reaction. Just like I, I told you, no one else. Stop it. And <laughs> he, I feel, yeah, he would have rolled up a newspaper and bopped her on the nose because she keeps doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess it works out, sort of. I I don't I don't know. I don't I have anything it's, else. It's too early to tell, honestly. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I, but I'm done with this section. All right, perfect. So am I. So let's just kind of move on and um, let's talk about Kid Murdoch and him uh, meeting Stick and all that. So quick okay. summary on that part of the storyline. Kid Murdoch is getting stronger with his super senses. Luckily for him, Stick just happens to be in the neighborhood and decided to help out out of the kindness of his heart and his need of a paycheck. After a number of inspiring speeches and an indeterminate amount of time, Kid Murdoch is trained to fight by Stick, who eventually leaves him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... The they show quickly like the name of the orphanage is Saint Agnes Orphanage, mm-hmm. which is the orphanage that Sky w- uh, grew up in. She said in Agents of Shield. So, oh. yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we never established what century uh, Matt <laughs> did all this in, so we don't know <laughs> whether or not they were there at the same time. Hmm. I mean, I find it likely because I would assume that um, that Sky was there from like birth to probably like fifteen or sixteen. I'm assuming she ran away sometime in her teenage years, just knowing Sky. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's um, a very long amount of time. They might have known each other. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it's possible that there are multiple Saint Agnes. Um, ch- uh, uh, foster homes right or uh, orphanages i mean orphanages it's possible but let me cling on to any connection that could possibly have between the shows and movies <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is the same point. probably stayed in the same room <laughs> <laughs> they were best friends as kids um yeah. they play patty cake all the time she always but wondered how he Matt was so was good very... at it Oh, I was like, Matt was terrible at it to pretend like he didn't have superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. <laughs> I actually, you know, given what you said, um, no, you're you're probably right. He probably, I mean, if they said the name, then yeah, you know what, they were probably at the same one. They grew up, so that would mean then that Sky grew up in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, until which I don't know if we ever foster homes. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, um I don't think I think she just said she was in the St. Agnes orphanage. I don't think they ever, she ever said it was in New York. But she lived in a van, so she could have gone anywhere in America. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. All 50 states. Uh-huh. 49 of them if she really wanted to get to Alaska. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. And and you know what? I see cars with Hawaii license plates here in the continental United States. So I assume <laughs> they drove over here. I don't know how, but I assume that's how it worked. Um a rocket engine, basically. Like you just get a really yeah. good ramp and then you just hit the thruster and you just hope for the best. You, you go really high up and you you land. You, you and know you... what? You know what? We're in the MCU in this, so I assume it's been done, most likely by a Stark at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Why, why did Why did Tony never soup up his cars? Why uh, is he not flying a car? <laughs> that That's a good question. Okay, so in the first Iron Man, we see him working on a car. But he's doing yeah. like generic car stuff. He's not yeah, he's, doing anything that you just said. Yeah, he's a gearhead. Well, I mean, I feel like as soon as you build your own Iron Man suit, you also put that in a car. 
so you could drive people around. Uh, yeah. Huh. That's that's a good point. He he stopped at the suit and he never did anything else with that with that technology. Well, yeah. I mean, he made like 50 suits. But well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but he didn't think more. Like he yeah. he he just kept thinking, "Oh, a suit that'll do this. A suit that'll do this. A giant suit that'll fight a Hulk." All right. I'm done. Suits. Yay. Suits. Check. Now I will <laughs> retire to space uh-huh. and die. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> you know, if he wasn't so good with technology, he probably would have been a tailor. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> Also, he wouldn't be in space about to die. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. You know, the opening scene of Endgame will be just him di- dying in space out of food and water in the air. I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get to um something more happy, like a child's head about to explode because of the sounds he hears. Oh, perfect. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so when we first see Kid Murdoch here, he's hearing more he's like he has his hands over his ears he's mm-hmm. um hearing like louder sounds of a lot of things um how long has it been do you think since he like first became blinded and, and was able to like hear all these things because it kind of um, hmm? oh i was like my best guess would be like six months before his dad died because he was more adjusted to blind life I think that's what you call it. Yeah, so that's that's what I was wondering because yeah, he was he did seem adjusted, but in this scene or maybe it was a later scene with it, um Stick says, "Oh, you're not, you know, getting worse, you're getting stronger." So he's able to hear more and all this stuff. And so I'm guessing that's part of it. So he's not used to like it's it's growing pains, like he got used to his powers a little bit and then Six months goes by and he's starting to hear way more. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Yeah. I don't know. We don't get a timeline for this stuff. Yeah, I am a little confused about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, jumping ahead just slightly, but still in this flashbacky area, we also find out that, you know, we blame his powers on the chemicals that blinded him, right? Uh huh. Or at least, at least I do. Um. Mm-hmm. um but Stick, we find out, was blind from birth. Did he just, like, swim in chemicals? Or how did he get his <laughs> super powers, so, super senses? So I looked that up. I, I was curious. So I, I went online and found out that Stick, like, at least in the comics, um, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any powers. He just is really good at it. So no chemicals, nothing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue he has powers, considering how good he is with it. So, um, yeah. Given the stuff we see him do, he's basically the same as Daredevil, right? In that regard, or pretty similar. Yeah. So, would we assume if da- if Matt never went blind, he would still get superpowers? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he would have gotten those powers. Uh, did, did they ever say, like, how soon after he became blind that his powers manifested? Um, no. But actually, like, instantly, didn't he? I'm, or yeah, that's I what I thought. Conf- confusing the movie and the TV show. <laughs> um, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now, those. too. <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> um, oh, crap. Now I don't remember. <laughs> I, I feel like it happened in the hospital both times. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like intensely. It was painful to him in the movie, and in the TV show, it wasn't painful, but he was hearing things like mm-hmm. louder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I now I think I remember. Yeah, the scene I was thinking of, I think, was from the movie. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. Both times in the hospital, either one, and probably in the comics too. It maybe. Uh, Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was immediately after, so yeah. 
I mean, it's it's lucky for this Matt that he met Stick, because if not, when he grew up, he'd have to, like, sleep in a water coffin to get away from all this noise if he couldn't control it. Oh, yeah, so that would... Dodge that bullet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Getting all pruny every day, having to change the water. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I just had a bad thought. I just had a terrible thought. So, is the water that uh, bat or uh, what darefleck? What do we call that version of Daredevil? Uh, I, I don't, I don't remember. Like, I had a name, and then you had a better name, and I don't remember what either one was. All right. Well, <laughs> darefleck. <laughs> um, <laughs> did he have? Was he sleeping in warm water or cold water? Because, from what I've heard. I've never tried this. You put someone's hand in warm water. <laughs> <laughs> and if you I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, is that water just nasty? <laughs> I mean, maybe he puts a bunch of chlorine in it like a swimming pool. Okay. <laughs> but then he's sleeping in a chlorine water pool thing. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. Well, I mean, he's already blind, so I guess his eyes wouldn't burn in the chlorine. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I honestly don't. I mean, I wouldn't that burn his skin more if he's more sensitive? Oh, yeah. Plus the smell of chlorine, oh. which bugs Ooh. me, and I don't have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? That movie sucked. Let's just talk about this show. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, so um we get a handful of um of uh inspiring speeches from Stick throughout this time. Um so we we get Stick kind of giving the the whole tough love thing to Matt um convincing him, "Hey, you should train with me to fight," I guess. Um and all of this stuff. How how long do you think they were working together? They were fighting, training. Um I mean, you keep asking me these time questions. <laughs> And we get no sense of time. <laughs> All right, they I were, think this is my last time for, question. They were they were training for forty three years, but since mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. young Matt lives in this like paradoxical world where we can't tell what <laughs> decade it is, it just lined up where he grew up to be a lawyer. <laughs> I keep I keep waiting for that one scene where someone pulls out an iPhone. I'm like, wait a minute, when yeah, when was right? he a kid? <laughs> um. An iPhone uh, while he's wearing a bowler hat, just yeah. like to. <laughs> uh, Tony, have you seen? Have you watched the new Sabrina TV show on Netflix? I have. I haven't watched the Christmas special yet, but I've watched the whole first season. Okay. All right. So, so were you like me when you were trying to figure out like when what year does this all take place? Like they're they're trying to make it look like the fifties, sixties, and then all of a sudden Harvey has an iPhone, and that's it. And we never see that again. Yeah, so. well, I get I get the same sense from Gotham, which I actually stopped watching, but mm-hmm. I don't know when that took place. It's either <laughs> now or nineteen forty something, or gothic nineteen eighties from Tim Burton's Batman, or <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true with Tim Burton's Batman and Batman the Animated Series. You have no idea when those took place. <laughs> That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's always hard to tell with that kind of technology, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Stop asking me time questions. <laughs> it's too close to math. This, uh, this is why I hate time travel in things. So, uh. well, I like time travel because you arrive in a time and they tell you like on a little printout or whatever, a little display, what year it is down to the second usually. <laughs> I know exactly, and then I could call out anachronisms. This I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I guess that's true. They they do make a little bit more of an effort in that regard. Here, it's just a bunch of hand wavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or if something's out of out of time, like Doctor Who, it's like it's timey wimey shit. It's not. I, yeah, I think no. that was a direct quote from Doctor Who: "Timey wimey uh-huh. shit." <laughs> uh-huh. I believe that was David Tennant. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds a lot more like Peter Capaldi, but that's just because he seems angrier. <laughs> that's true. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so anyway, after some unknown amount of time, uh, I gotta say, after like, uh huh, after forty three years, um, Kid Matt seemed way more cocky about his fighting ability at that point. So like, he's he he knows he's good at this point, and it really kind of shows. Oh, he's he's just always been a cocky son of a gun, like even as a child. Well, yeah, I mean. I feel like I got that when he talked to his dad about how much smarter he is than his dad. He didn't say that right, but he always acted that way. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Matt's just an unlikable person. Almost like Bruce Wayne. Oh, wait. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting. (sighs) Well, I'm I'm done talking... About Kid Matt <laughs> and Old Man Stick. How about you? Anything? Anything else? Uh, no. I mean, to throw more into our time travel paradoxes, Stick looks oh. the same age back then as he does now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, Tony, I, I think we've talked about this in the past. Uh, have you ever seen those memes of uh, um, like the first one I saw was Sean Connery. Um, the other one was uh Patrick Stewart. It's a, uh, it's once you reach max level you stopped leveling. And it's a picture of them from like 20 years ago and then today, and they look the same. That's not wrong. (laughs) I mean, Uh mean, uh, Keanu Reeves has already reached that level. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Dude, do you realize that it's been 20 years since The Matrix? (laughs) You know, every time I hear one of these, I'm like, oh god, it has been that long. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so old. And he still looks the same. Keanu Reeves yeah. could still play I mean, a he... surfer dude cop. <laughs> surfer dude cop can... or a complete badass because uh, John Wick comes out. John Wick 3 comes out this year. Oh, cool. I I knew they were filming. I just had no idea when that movie was coming out. Well, awesome. Well, Maybe this will be the one I see in theaters. Yeah, well, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see the last two until a couple months ago. But oh, now I've heard of them. So I'll probably see this one in theaters. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe that could make for a good uh, joke MCU Rewind episode. I'm sure it won't. We probably shouldn't do any of those movies. But uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we got to tie it with the holiday. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. But yes, I'm All done right. with the flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. No more flashbacks. We're done. We're done. Uh now let's flash now. Um, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's uh, read a quick summary on on this this section of part <clears throat> of the episode. <clears throat> Daredevil is surprised when his old pal Stick returns, seeking his help. They disagree on a few things, but work out everything uh, the only way powered people know how by beating the crap out of each other and causing as much collateral damage as they can. Later, Mm -hmm. Stick has an ominous meeting explaining that Daredevil will probably be ready for some sort of future fight. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, since my um, notes are out of order from your your order, now I'll talk Uh about the character of Stick. (laughs) This is the first (laughs) time we're mentioning him. (laughs) We we should probably plan this a little bit better, but... We should, but it's part of our charm. It is. It is. <laughs> <coughs> so, um, the character stick appeared in uh, Daredevil one seventy six in November of nineteen eighty one. He also appeared in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one as the owner of Splinter, which is why Splinter oh. is, a, is a tiny version of a stick, and that's how oh. he got his powers. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. And then uh, the actor is uh, Scott Glenn, who, like, I know him as an old man. Apparently he's been in a lot of big things like Apocalypse Now and stuff like that. But I know him from uh, The Leftovers, which was an HBO show that ran a couple years ago, and Castle Rock, which he was in the first season of that as, like, one of the major characters. Which I really like that show, because I'm a big Stephen King fan. I've seen neither of those or none of those things that you've mentioned. Oh, well, do you like Stephen King (laughs) or mysteries in general? Eh, not really big on mysteries. 
Um, I don't, I don't know if I've, I know I haven't read any Stephen King books. I don't think I've seen anything that's turned been turned into like a movie or a or a TV show. Wait, was Misery Stephen King or was that like inspired? Yeah, it was, yeah there was uh, Stephen King. Then I yeah. saw the movie. Okay, all right, there we go. One. Yeah. yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, Castle Castle Rock's like a mashup of a bunch of Stephen King stuff. So he plays like a character that was in a few of his books, but it's a new story. So you don't really have to know anything about Stephen King. It's on Hulu. It's oh. cool. I liked it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's weird. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's what I have about Stick. All right. Cool. I don't know why I was expecting more, but okay. <laughs> uh, he's an old guy. Oh, I missed that I'm, part. Okay. I mean, part, some <laughs> of the stuff that I noticed when I looked him up was stuff that spoils future episodes of Daredevil and Defenders. So I'm going to hold uh, off. All right. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to start in Japan? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I surprisingly, oh, I don't know what happens to that in my notes. Oh, no, it, it was the first thing. I just uh, didn't write that. Yeah, so, um, so that was the uh, opening scene of the episode, too. So, starts mm-hmm. in Japan, and... Um, uh, Stick is just getting some information from a dude about the black sky. That seems to be all he cares about. The black sky. The black sky. Where is the black sky? It's heading to yeah. New York City. Do you? I, okay, spoilers for... I don't even know if it's the end of this episode or this season. Or do we have to wait till season two or even Iron Fist? I don't even know. But the fact that he cuts off the guy's hand, is that like... A foreshadowing of the hand that we'll see later. I don't know. I um, so I'm really bad at any kind of foreshadowing. Like I just assumed he wanted to do it as a torture technique, um, but it very well could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, oh. the guy gave up the information. He shouldn't have killed him. That's just a dick <laughs> move. I. Mm. Given what we kind of find out about Stick a little bit later, he's he's well, yeah. ruthless. He he doesn't care. It's like, oh, this guy. I mean, he's probably a member of the Hand, given that little foreshadowing. Um, so uh, yeah, he Stick probably just wanted to kill him anyway. Like that was always the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fair. Yeah. So, um, the next time we see Stick is when he's uh, walking in on Daredevil, uh, trying to get some information from Owsley, who ends up uh, tasering uh, Daredevil and getting away, running off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously, Matt, come on. <laughs> like, I know you he hear was the buzzing of electricity. <laughs> uh. Yeah, this is also like, this is so far the only time he's been that, um, I guess, incapacitated in front of an enemy mm-hmm. that was not incapacitated, right? Because, like, if Owsley wanted to, if he had a gun on him, he could have ended it, probably, maybe. I mean, I guess he was down. Yeah, I mean, he could have just ended it right there. I mean,. I guess keep tasing him. Call some. Call Wesley and keep tasing him, because <laughs> as far as he knows, it's just a blind guy. If he even hears anything at all, it could have been done right now if Owsley had a little bit more of a spine. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. Here's some uh, foreshadowing you missed because you don't know foreshadowing. Uh, all right. In the previous episode, uh, Owsley said that. Um, he was going to get his taser out of storage, and he did. <laughs> and I totally missed that. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that foreshadowing? To be fair, I don't actually know what foreshadowing is. Like, like I can never figure out if something is or isn't. Foreshadowing is giving a hint about what's up, what's going to happen in the future. So, like, this is like a Chekhov's gun type of foreshadowing, saying, "Yeah." I've got a weapon or something. You know, like if something, if you have a weapon in Act One or in a previous episode, it has to go off before the end of the season. That type of thing. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, 
That's okay. one type of foreshadowing. Mm. But pretty much I any didn't... hints to what's going to happen in the future. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't know there were different types of foreshadowing. Huh. Yeah. There are at least four just... foreshadowing. That's why number four is in there. <laughs> that one's that one's not true. Oh, I don't know how many times foreshadowing there. Probably at least four. <laughs> at a minimum. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if it was more, it'd be like seven shadowing or something. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh. So, um, uh, after this, uh, Stick and mm-hmm. Matt go back to Matt's apartment. They uh, they kind of catch up a little bit, and then they argue like. They do, I guess. So, so this is the the first time Matt has seen Stick since he was abandoned, basically, right? I mean, technically, he hasn't seen Stick ever. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> the first time he's spoken to Stick, I guess. Okay. <laughs> since, since he tried to give Stick a present and Stick was a jerk about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, he, let's he's see. a terrible person on birthdays. <laughs> Uh, I bet, I bet he is. <laughs> uh, all right, so they they talk about a few things. Uh, Stick is telling Matt that hey, you're living this pampered lifestyle. You should go all in on fighting, rar, yeah. or things like that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's not dressed. Uh, Stick's not dressed like a monk, so I, it's a little hypocritical. And mm-hmm. he can afford plane tickets. Because he got from Japan to New York in a faster than the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Huh. So he he didn't have to jump onto a boat. Huh. Nope. All right. Or he he just jumped onto a faster boat, maybe <laughs> a speed boat. Yeah. For all we know, that that scene in uh, Japan was like three months before the one in New York. That's true. All this time, how how long, Tony? Do you think that scene was before the rest of this episode? If you were to guess, mm, <laughs> if I were to guess, uh-huh. um, twelve to fourteen seconds. He's a he knows a guy with no eyes who can teleport him places. Well, all right. Well, perfect. <laughs> yep. And this does take place before the events of Agents of Shield. All right, you're good. All right, it does. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything checks out. Uh, so, it's all, um, <laughs> all of it, every single bit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Stick says he's around fighting his war, um, which is currently against the Japanese, um, or at least the people he's fighting are Japanese right now. Uh, I'm like, not all the Japanese. He's not at war <laughs> with all Japan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just, just part uh, as of. As far as them. we know, as far as we know, <laughs> that's true. He doesn't really elaborate. He's really bad at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, he says that Nobu is bringing in a weapon. The black sky. Whatever yeah. that is. It's a, cl- it's a storm cloud. Uh-huh. <laughs> it makes the sky oh. black. Oh. And then he will unleash the vampires. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, if this were the comics, that would be true. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need... Yep. We need more vampires in our shows. Do we, though? <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> I, like, I, I like scary vampires. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would like so, a Blade. Hmm? Okay, I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> I'm just talking about vampires now. No, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah Blade, that, that Bu- could be cool. Mm-hmm. Buffy could cross over. Oh, Who I'd be down with that. The- rights to Buffy's comics now because Dark Horse lost the rights. And I don't know who owns it now. Oh, I have absolutely maybe no idea. It's, maybe it's Marvel. Probably not. Huh. I don't oh, know. wait. Marvel hmm? does own it because Fox was owned <laughs> owned Buffy and now Disney owns Fox. Oh. So Buffy can show up at any time. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, they they don't own Fox yet, right? Like they're still it's really? still I waiting it was on... on. I thought it was January first. It became official. Oh you really? Oh okay. Well then I, I could be wrong. Oh. All right. I I have no idea how that works. I thought they were still waiting on like regulatory approval from like 
a ton of countries, but okay. Because hmm. uh, any anything with like large companies like that, that takes a while. That's a time. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up. Oh, my bad. Actually, when does this episode drop? <laughs> uh oh gosh uh this is late february because it's january yeah. 3rd for us uh, right now so yeah yeah according to wikipedia the deal is expected to close in the last uh, week of january 2019 oh okay so maybe by so, the time this airs okay yeah <laughs> all right that'll teach us to record in advance Ugh. yeah <laughs> i like it though <laughs> we're not yeah. topical this is a rewind. This is not. <laughs> this is not MCU today. Uh-huh. We don't review oh. the news that's happened. What? I that would be a terrible situation. Now a lot of people do it. You know, record like right after something airs. Oh yeah. I. That's that would be a terrible. This, it does not fit our lifestyle. No, no, it does not. We have day oh. jobs. We are lazy. Yeah. Um, all of that. That's that's the main thing. <laughs> I record all of these and just like, oh crap, on Sunday we've got an episode coming out on Monday. I should probably edit it. <laughs> I've had two weeks off from work and I've edited one extra episode. That's how lazy I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, you teachers. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> so jealous. I'll anyway. Strongly considering, I'll strongly consider editing another episode. But again, mm-hmm. your Christmas present still on my dining room table waiting to be <laughs> mailed. So <laughs> when, <laughs> I'll see what happens. <laughs> whenever I visit next, um, I'll just grab that from you. Like, uh, hey, I'll, yeah. I'll see you in July or something. I don't know. All right. <laughs> oh, you're coming in July. Then I'm, I don't even need to bring that to the post office. I'm good. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm visiting again but okay <laughs> so you know who's also Christmas. i'm good all right go ahead that'll probably happen <laughs> try to segue so tony you know who also is not visiting you in july daredevil and stick <laughs> thank god <laughs> i mean daredevil, yeah that would daredevil i could deal with i do not want stick coming to me at any time of the year mm-hmm. uh, yeah that that's just bad. It's bad for everyone. <laughs> Although I'll give him a gift and he'll go away. <laughs> that would work. It has to be handmade and kind of personal. Damn, never mind. I'm too lazy. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. You can't just take like a, I don't know what age range of people you, you teach. Do, do they make like macaroni necklaces at that age or I mean, you can't just take can. one from one of them. Oh, all right. I mean, I get <laughs> possess the some. ability. I get, I, I will get all the time gifts from children. That says Mr. Camarina, and Camarina is spelled the wrong way. I'll just cross out Camarina and write stick and give it to him to Mr. Stick. <laughs> it's not like he can read, so yeah, you're good. You're right. I didn't even think about that. I don't even have to cross it out. <laughs> Perfect. Here, stick. I gave you this painting. I thought you would love it. <laughs> I made it for you. It says it even says "Dear Mr. Stick" on it. He rubs his hands over it. It doesn't say that. I mean, I'm a child. It's child's writing, so yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a picture of a rabbit running through a snowstorm. Like, no, someone <laughs> else has that painting. <laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway, so those guys aren't going to visit you, <laughs> and and uh, instead. They're fighting this war. So uh, Stick ends up convincing uh, Daredevil to help him out, uh, basically using the the enemy of my enemy is your enemy, too. I, I guess I didn't really it's, think it's through like, that one in my like head. The friend, the friend of your enemy is your enemy, and I'm fighting your enemy. So let's fight your enemy's friend together and be friends, or later enemies. I think that's that's the thing. That sounds about right. I think I think you got that yeah, word for word. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it basically just says hurting Nobu is also going to hurt Fisk. So so at that point, yeah, mm-hmm. Daredevil's in. He only has one rule: no killing. Mm-hmm. Which uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I wonder, so like, wonder who every else Batman has that who's not Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Every one of them. <laughs> so um yeah stick um begrudgingly agrees so um then they move on to the docks uh getting ready for this and uh daredevil proceeds to take out individually each of the guards basically like yeah. in the first episode of the season right when he was at the docks yeah. taking out guys mm-hmm. Yeah, he um before that he listens to the heartbeats of everybody and he identifies twelve people, but Nobu's heart sounds different, oh. and that is foreshadowing. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you what it foreshadows. Well, yeah. all right. How about in four episodes? Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> all right, sounds good. <laughs> that might be. I don't know what when it gets revealed, but it might be in four episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, um, stick. Gives Matt sticks to fight with, so I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> yeah. They were, um, they're basically what he trained with, as we saw before, right? So that was something he he used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So good thing he now, uh, still remembers how to use them. Yeah, would if he taught him how to shoot with like a bow and arrow, as he uses later, would mm-hmm. his name be Bow? Or if he was a gunfighter, would his name be Gun? Is he just using whatever? weapon he likes to train the children with i think it's whatever weapon he prefers right because isn't he doesn't he always have a walking stick on him oh yeah i mean that's because he's blind he doesn't need it (laughs) i don't even think he fights with it i guess we don't see him fighting with it yeah no not in a cool way like ben affleck's daredevil does (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) And he was cool in a very broad term. Anyway. In that he sleeps in a cool container of water. Because it's nice and cold. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yep. Probably. So. Exactly what I mean. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, Anyway. So um, it's uh, pretty quick that Matt learns that uh, Stick went back on his word and decided, oh, he's. He's going to kill people, mainly a child, because that's what Stick does. He yeah. kills these children. I mean, I say this as a teacher. Children aren't really people, so I guess it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't have a snarky response. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. All right. It's not okay. I agree. All right. So um, during the attempted child murder, um, Daredevil saves the kid. That's good. Uh, but now all of the um, all the bodyguards and or guards, I guess, and everyone uh, now they know they're under attack. So then then he has to deal with all that and everything. And ugh, things things don't go as planned anymore. It's not it's not nice and smooth like yeah. it was thirty seconds ago. So yeah. Um, so then they deal with that. Daredevil fights them, gets away, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then um, Daredevil and Stick meet back at Matt's apartment. Mm-hmm. So Matt is not happy at all about that whole situation. No, but it no. gets better because we find out um, Stick decided he finished the mission without Matt. So I guess Matt can't be too mad. Right, that's what Matt was mad about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. No, that's when that's when he gets even angrier. So, um, oh no, yeah. So this is when they this is when they all out fight and break everything in Matt's apartment. And uh, yeah, at at the end, at least Matt wins this fight, so that's good. We kind of skipped it earlier. Matt lost a fight, so you know there's that nice nice balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I was excited for just half a second because in the um in the fight it looks like Matt got the upper hand when he picked up a stick. And you know <laughs> what they what Selvig said in Avengers is like you can't uh, protect yourself against yourself, which made no sense unless he's talking <laughs> about stick protecting himself against sticks. And then <laughs> <laughs> But no, he he got the stick knocked out of his hand real quick. So I was disappointed. Ah. <laughs> uh. That would have been good. That would have been great. <laughs> was that foreshadowing? Uh, yes. 
Oh, just right. saying. I missed that one too. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't think it was. <laughs> Unless, I mean, I can't. Never mind. That will spoil something. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so stick leaves uh, again. Like a chump. Um, And then uh, while cleaning out his apartment, Matt finds the bracelet he gave to stick all those years ago. However many years that was, we we don't know. Uh, 40? (laughs) No, they trained for 43 years ago. That was about like eight months ago. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's been a while. All right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, So that all ends. Uh, Then we get to... The, the end, the little ominous meeting, uh, Stick is meeting with some random person and explaining that um, Murdoch will be ready for some fight in the future. Uh, also, Black Sky is no longer a threat. And that's it. He just kind of wraps up the things and gives us more questions for the future. Oh. Yeah, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> well, that one I could have guessed. Okay. Kinda. <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah. thought that's foreshadowing just because every time someone tells me that this thing is foreshadowing, it's like something I didn't think was that like this. I just yeah. assume they're like keeping mysterious for the future episodes, but okay. Now I get mm-hmm. it. Um, huh? I was going to say, uh, this character is named stone, which I mean, these people do tend to break bones. So sticks and stones may break my bones. Um, mm-hmm. Is there someone named Word who just is a very bad fighter? Because words will never hurt you. <laughs> um, I mean, they could be magic. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, magic words hurt people. Also mm-hmm. mean words. It hurts my soul. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Tony, I forgot this part of season one. Do we meet Stone again ever in any of the future um, no, he is mentioned one more time, and they never really get a payoff to this. Okay, I that was kind of my next question, if this whole thing ever happens. Okay, because I, I have some assumptions about some of the future things, but I completely forgot about this whole end scene. Okay, alright. Yeah. But yeah, that was my only note for the meeting with Stone. Like big promises never kept. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right. All right. And that was the episode. Uh, I'm out of stuff yeah. to talk about. How about you, Tony? You got anything else? Uh, I'm done with the episode. I do have something that's not the episode that I do oh. need to talk about because I promised something I would, someone I would. Okay. Okay. So our former host Alicia called me. Because mm-hmm. a couple of days ago in our recording, um, <laughs> uh, one of the writers said that Loki was technically under mind control. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Does it? Yes, he was uh, <laughs> under the influence during the Avengers. Does not explain what happened in Thor 1 or <laughs> Thor 2. Just saying. <laughs> but I told it... Alicia I would mention it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha okay is is this the thing in reference to um i'm trying to remember because i i read it a couple days ago the the change on marvel.com's website about um when loki was given the scepter the scepter uh yes. mind controlled him is that it yes when, okay him angry it. as brother okay gotcha all right so my my inter- so when i first read that my interpretation was that he agreed to do evil bad things for thanos and then he got the mm-hmm. scepter which made him a little bit worse about it but um yeah rereading it it was actually kind of vague it i i actually can't tell if that happened first or second uh, if he was given yeah. the scepter and then was like hey do you want to do this thing for me like yeah okay this is a cool toy yeah. i'll play with it i i mean <laughs> i i think it's still questionable until the loki tv show that comes out like 2020 end of 2019 whenever it shows okay up. oh that's that's official it's official yeah that oh. one and the scarlet which one is officially official oh cool and okay. um they're going to be on the disney plus thing which comes out at the end of 2019 so i don't know if it's gonna the show is gonna um come on right when the service starts or they're going to wait for a little bit but so either the end of 2019 or early 2020 
Oh, we'll okay. talk about this in 43 years. <laughs> about as long as it takes Matt to train. Woo. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, all right, cool. So yeah, all right. No, no, no. Um, all right. Perfect. Well, then in that case, close it out. All right. Just scrolling all the way down to the outro. Hey, join us next time for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 8, Shadows in the Glass, a title which I still don't know what it means. Please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And this is a Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 1, Episode 7, Stick. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Stick, 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 stick.